three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. Hey, Alec. Guess what? Hey, dude. What's up? No more rhyme because we're 21. We legal, baby. We legal. Boo this man. You know what? Boo this man. Boo. Listen. Listen. Listen here. All right. We're 21 years old. The show's getting old. All right. We're only worried about partying and getting wasted with our friends. We don't have time to come up with rhymes. Okay. So. As a adult who thinks they're shit, but they're not shit because they're still 21, we're not doing it no more because we're not intellectual. We're just drunk bastards. I don't Do like you that. not have the time to come up with the rhyme? I'm confused. No, I just don't want to anymore, to be honest. Just don't it's, commit the crime. I'm just, oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we got, we got to at least come up with something. Dude, it doesn't I'm have not, to make sense, but we got to come up with something. You know, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like in my mind, I was like ready. I was like, I'm going to cut these ties. And then as I was doing it, like I almost felt bad. Like I couldn't find the words. Like it almost felt like a breakup. I was like, I feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm losing a part of myself, but I feel yeah. like, I feel like it's holding us back. You know, I feel like we, there, there's, there's more room for us to grow as an individual who is tired of making really bad rhymes with chicken nuggets. I think it was the chicken nuggets. I really just uh, did it. Yeah. Last week's was terrible. I mean, I get it. You just, you think you're bigger than the show now. Dude, it got to 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 my head. head There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Dude, just ego over 9,000. Just happens to the best. It's awful. You know, there's a million listeners per show. The rhymes were just flowing. The the rhymes are on t-shirts. It's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy out here. And it just, it just got to my head. But uh, here we are, 21 episodes in NBA season. 21 is in the the last leg of everything. It feels like people just don't care anymore. feels like the excitement is gone. The honeymoon phase is over. But we're here anyway, talking sober because we love to do it and I love talking it with you. So uh, right now, quick off the top of your head, before we get into all the fun news and topics that we have for you, how are you doing? How is how how is how is the NBA and sober treating you right now? I I am incredible right now. Um the Bulls beat the Nuggets last night by 22, 23, 20 wow. plus points we'll call it that. It was on the lower side of 20, but we'll call it 20 plus. Um it was the first Nuggets loss at home since December, I want to say. Ooh. Um, the Bulls are, let me actually, I want to get this number is very important to me. So I need to get this number right. Um, the Bulls are one game out of the playing spot. So Ooh, actually, fun fact, that was actually one of the topics. That was actually one of the topics I was going to yeah. bring up. So let's just do it now while we're here, we, while we're yeah, talking to we'll, the Bulls. We'll jump right in. Let's, let's, um, run, let's run through the whole playoff spot. Who's in what? The Bulls are there. What, you know what? At this point, I don't care because I just want your pick at this point. As long as you don't get top four, I don't care. I mean, the Bulls are ahead of the Magic right now, so I know that's been a a big back and forth on this show all year. Um, honestly, it's it's it'd be better if the Bulls just threw everything away and somehow finished top four and got to keep the pick, but that's just that's not going to happen. So um, we don't own the pick at this point. Fuck it, just go for it. Make the playoffs, losing the first round like last year. Nothing changes, and it's it's all good. Um, but yeah, playoffs are getting real interesting. We are. I want to say we're officially one month away. I know the Bulls last game is April 9th. Today is March 9th. So 
Um, we are one month away. You can call it one month and a day, depending on when the season actually finishes. But uh, we are one month away from the uh, the end of the regular season. Playoff push is in full swing. Um, odds are constantly changing. There's a couple big injuries going on right now. Um, some guys are getting suspended. All all that fun stuff. It's been a uh, NBA Twitter has been having a blast the last bang, bang. week and a half. So bang bang in a uh, in a joking way and also a, a yikes way. But um, no, it's 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 a great time for the NBA. It's it's huge for so right now. It's kind of, I think we are really going to start to see you know managers kind of either bulking up on guys on playoff rosters or starting to make trades for it. Um, obviously, I, I know this is one of the things we want to talk about later, so we'll we'll kind of save it. But with the down market, kind of how are we going to how do you know managers kind of want to attack that as well? Um, but yeah, we are we are one month away. Um, we kind of knew what, uh, on, for those that played on the baseball side, I mean, there were a couple different competitions, obviously rewards were less because there's less people that can put in competitive lineups. So complain all you want. It just makes sense. That's the way it is. It makes the most sense. It's there's less people playing. Therefore there's less rewards. So I would love it if everyone got a reward that doesn't make sense. That's also not how it should be. So like, yeah, there's going to be less people playing. There's going to be less of a percentage because, you know, I may have two guys playing. You may have three. There's also a handful of guys that have five. So, like, I shouldn't be winning a reward with half a lineup. And, here, and here's my thing where I do agree there's there's less legitimate lineups. There's less people playing. It's deeper into the playoffs. I get the reward pool has to come down. But it is the end of the season, my guy. Why not just give away it? It, look, you don't have to give away a hundred tier ones and tier twos, whatever. I'm not saying that either. Like, I mean, I'm not leave, leave it very top heavy. <laughs> well, why not? It's the end of the season. So we're got nowhere near close to the 5,000 mints and limited, let alone, mm. you know, a thousand rares and stuff like that. Just pump them out. Look, it was the first year. The people that you got in, you got in. Congratulate them. Reward them for being here all season and sticking it through the playoffs. Give away a bunch of tier fives, tier fours, because at the end of the day, the people that are still here that are in it hardcore know that there is some value in tier fours and tier fives. So just give it all away. Why not? You're going to kill the market. You're going to kill the auction market. You have this incredible supply. Yes, obviously, we want the supply to stay low because it pumps our bags at the same time. But it's the end of the season, man. Just just give them away. Just just give it. Give us a little something and competitions. And there's just. There's so much unknown, but also known at the same time, whether it be we kind of know what teams are going to be there. We know what teams kind of have the, the makings of making a deep run. But at the same time, we really don't know what so rare's plans are for the playoffs. So that kind of throws, you know, a wrench in it, because as much as you can plan, there's L10s you got to worry about. There's injuries. All of a sudden it's are we going to get no cap? Are we going to get dumb East and Western Conference? You know, things are we just going to get the same? just champion contender and nothing else really changes. It, it, it's going to be really interesting going into that. And we'll get, we'll get a little bit deeper into that as well. Before we do that quick out of the way. So rare news. There really wasn't any except for a discord announcement, which is really weird for me. It wasn't on the medium. It wasn't on the website. It wasn't even on Twitter. I knew I had kind of seen it, but couldn't really find it. And then after some digging, I was like, hmm, let me check discord, which I don't use. And sure enough, it was here. Um, someone posted a little screenshot on Twitter. So I just kind of sent you, you that post. Um, I really had no clue kind of where it was posted. Um, I guess now that I look at the screenshot, I mean, it's very clearly a discord screenshot, but just from like the way that the text looks and all that, but, um, all right, well, yeah, well, I mean, it's, let, it, let me read this to you real quick. 
So limited tip off replaced common champion and took away limited rewards for many managers. Yeah, we were pissed. To address this, <laughs> starting in game week 41, we will shift some limited rewards from limited tip off to limited pickup, which is what we actually can play. There we go. We're getting some limiteds back. So that the prize pool for pickup is similar to our other competitions in so rare football. I'm not really sure of the correlation, but okay. Additionally, some users attempted to multi-account and limited tip off to win rewards. This is against our terms and conditions. Any game where new users compete against other new users for prizes can incentivize multi-accounting. While multi-accounting incentives cannot be fully eliminated, here's what we're doing to address this. And this was very interesting to me because this is kind of new and they kind of snuck it in there and it's a little weird, but th th this is their response to it. We're that we are requiring phone Words. verification to claim a non-common card reward and a phone number can only be assigned to a single account. We're improving our ability to better identify and flag accounts in violation of the rules. We will also continue to review your reports on multi-accounting and take appropriate action against these accounts. First thought, there's a bunch of narcs out there. Second of all, phone number verification? Th this is new, right? Unless, unless I did it so long ago that I just don't remember. But I don't remember that at all. And they're basically saying, oh, you want to try to claim a limited card with comments? Uh, give me your digits. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I'm trying to think back. So I, I signed up back in July. So I guess, what, eight months ago, roughly. Um, I don't remember having to do that. I'm also just trying to think of, like, what the verification process was. Like, maybe this is just flat out me being new to SoRare. But the fact that I feel like multi-accounting is constantly an issue or at least talked about like especially with this makes me makes me think that it's kind of easy to pull off which doesn't make a whole lot of sense right um, i don't know if it's just tied to like emails or two-factor authentication or kind of like things like that but i mean having to do a, a phone number being the only way like i could go to a friend and say hey i'm signing up i just need your phone number for two minutes so you can accept this code and then that's the end of it like and now i have a second account so like there's got to be there's got to be other ways to to track this. And now what that way exactly is, I have no clue. Um, that's for people way smarter than I am and and all that. But um, I just there, there's got to be better ways to track that because, yeah, I mean, the fact that you are getting limiteds in lesser competitions, um, even though the people that have been here since day one for, you know, for basketball weren't able to win limiteds just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and then kind of opens the door to potential multi-accounting and, and bigger issues down the line. I. I'm just confused at how you multi-account new accounts in a common division, which is kind of hard to win limiteds in anyway. So who is opening up a new account to basically grind limited? Because you couldn't win limiteds if you had over 10 or something like that. Yeah, I, think I think that so. was like the cutoff. So who is just starting off with a new account, has all these commons that are untradeable, and then you're just winning these rewards and transferring them back to your main account? I I, I don't know. It's a bunch of nonsense, but it's, it's it's just weird to me that they just threw it in there at the very bottom, at the very end. And it still just bothers me that this the only talk of this is just on Discord. Like, not everybody uses Discord. I'm personally not a fan of it. It's just one more place that I have to check and, you know, go to and, like, read all this stuff. And it's just too many people just talking about whatever. I just, you know, whatever. But I don't know. Interesting thing that I thought I should bring up. And another thing, which is not really... So rare NBA news, but it is just so rare overall. Is recently they introduced the club shop. They reworked the club shop in so rare football. And you get these so rare coins when you win competitions. They can go to the shop and buy yourself some little things. Woo, they're gonna be doing like merch and tickets, and they're 
I think they're they're saying they're going to do some real world stuff that you can redeem and stuff. Is this something that you would like to see in the NBA? Would you would would you would you be down instead of cards? Even if you don't win a card, you can collect these coins in which you can turn around and say, "Hey, you know, X amount of coins, and you can get league pass for a month, or I don't know, you can get a jersey or a gift card to the NBA shop." Is this something? Would that make you go, "Hmm, maybe I'll will buy more cards to bolster my lineup so that I could at least win a little bit of something and grind some coins?" How do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, first off, I think it's a it's a great implementation for for the game. Um, I think they're probably testing it out on football because that's kind of where most of their their managers are. So that from that point of view, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think even if you have to completely grind on it just to get a month of league pass, like anything from Sora would be awesome. Um, you know, we've always talked about doing experiences. Like the cards are great when you get new rewards, but like. For some of the specialty ones, like for what was it All Star Weekend, where if you got first, you won. I think it was a jersey or tickets or right. memorabilia. But yeah, like the the in the real life experiences that you can win from Sora, I think are what's really cool because um, it's something that you can then kind of brag about on social media. Like you know, you can post that you got a, a Luca, which will help you win. But if you then use that Luca to go to like All Star Weekend or you get to go to an NBA Finals game, like those are the things that last like a lifetime and it's memories and it's just it's once in a lifetime experiences for a lot of people. Um, So I think that would be cool. And yeah, I mean, even if it's something as simple as, hey, here's League Pass for a month, like congratulations. Now you're watching your cards in use night in night out at no extra charge. And that's fifteen dollars that I don't have to spend on League Pass that I could just buy a silver card with. Correct. At the end of the day, you're just giving me more incentive to put more money on your platform. And you're just making it easier for me to reallocate my funds to just give it to you anyway. I think it's awesome. I think there's a lot of cool things they could do with it. I would definitely, if I could save myself $15 a month on League Pass and just grind out coins just to like regularly do that. <laughs> hell yeah, I would do that. You're, you're yeah, not going to stop Because like it doesn't work half the time. Like I was DMing support the other night. I'm like, it says it's on my account and it's making me pay to upgrade to watch a game. Like if I don't have to deal with that and I get that for free, by all means, please send it. Like that would be phenomenal. Thank you for saying that because I thought I was the only one. I hate when I sign on. I'm trying to watch a game. And it's like, oh, you know, sign up or upgrade your account. And I'm like, bro, I give you money every month <laughs> to watch these stupid basketball games. I was like, yeah. don't you tell me. Don't I was come sitting over there. Here. I'm just, I'm, I'm pounding refresh just to try and get it to work. I'm like, all right, I wonder if I sign out and sign back in. That didn't work. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm watching on my phone because for some reason it doesn't work at all on my PlayStation. My laptop is hit or miss, but my phone works every single time. And I was like, there's two minutes left in this game right now and it's tied. I don't care about like anything actually working. I'm just going to throw this on my phone and it is what it is. Like, oh, oh yeah. So- I, I basically have to stream it from my phone. Like use my iPhone to connect to my smart TV and stream it from the app on my phone because the apps on my TV, my smart TV, they suck. The Xbox don't even get me started. And it's just, ugh, it's such a pain. So yes, give it to me for free. Another thing that I was thinking, and this is just like huge, big brain conspiracy theory that I want to see from the club shop. The number one thing, I don't know how much you play like FIFA ultimate team, but in the last couple of years, they implemented this like stadium that you can customize and build your own mm-hmm. kind of home pitch. I think that is incredible. I would love to just have for NBA, you know, have, you know, an arena that you can customize the wood, you can customize the seats, make it your own personal. Like this is where my squad lives. This is my home <laughs> turf. All right. This is home court advantage right here. And hell yeah, I would pay for purple paint lines and orange nets and all this crazy stuff. And it's just dumb things 
that you really don't think much. There's no monetary value whatsoever, but it's something that you go, you know what? I can't win a card to save my life, but I have this cool stadium yeah. and it's, and it's mine and it's personal. And just, it gives you more satisfaction to go, this is mine. It's personal. You love looking at it and you're attached to it. And it's one more thing that just grabs hold of you and just drags you deep down to the abyss of the silver, just sucking your money away. Love it. The little things. It is the little things. Give us more reasons to come back. And you don't have to give away money. You, 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 you don't. Well, you kind of do, okay? I mean, that'd be cool. I, I I wouldn't complain if they brought thresholds, but even if there's just other ways for us to win, like the experiences or league pass or memorabilia or a, like a Bulls t-shirt, like I won't complain no matter what it is. Um, it's just, it'd be cool to kind of get some of that other stuff. That's not just simply cards. Cause I mean, they've shown that they can do it, um, on baseball. They sent the people that had, I think it was the highest game score each week. And then also there's something with playoffs. I know, um, orange fly got one where it was one of those rotating things of all the cards that he had in his lineup, like oh, so sick. little stuff like that, that you can just display or like, you can take a picture at the game and say like, this was all because of so rare. Um, so it's just, it's, it's the stuff like that, that just kind of goes the extra mile that, that would really make the whole platform kind of even better than it already is. And stuff like that kind of makes you forget that your gallery valuation is just a dumpster fire right now. So yeah, you know, it's a win-win so rare get together. <laughs> I'm excited to see what they say. I'm excited to see what they do and where it goes. But another thing that you brought up, which I really, really want to talk about is ETH rewards and mm-hmm. ETH threshold. Everybody loves cash prizes. You go to DraftKings, you play Rainmakers, you play football, there's ETH rewards. Not going to lie, now that football and the MLS is back, and I've been prepping all offseason, I'm doing that. This past game week, I won some ETH for the first time, playing so rare. Not going to lie, it felt really good. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's something like, this entire time I've been like, oh, ETH thresholds are cool. Like, yeah, football, that's cool. Like, that's, that sounds like a good idea. I would love to win that. Until I actually won it, I'm like, this is the greatest idea ever. So we're <laughs> NBA, what are you doing? Give me ETH thresholds. Like, keep it down. My problem with this is everyone thinks that the solve all be all problem to so rare's issues is ETH thresholds. Do you agree with this? Do you think that so rare is never going to adopt to the masses the way we all want it to without ETH thresholds? Is that I about disagree or- more? I, I think it would help. I don't think that's the like big fix. I don't even think that's in one of like the top things to fix it. Um, the market's going to go down. It's it's the same thing we say now. It feels like every week. The market's going to go down when it goes down because that's just kind of how economies work. It cannot continuously always go up. Your card value is going to go down. If you panic sell, you are simply making it worse for everyone else involved. Like I saw someone post that they like sold their whole gallery and it's like, okay, but now you're like telling everyone else to panic. If you sit and hold and you trust that this is a good platform that can succeed because it has, and it looks like it's going to continue to do that. If you hold your cards, that value is eventually going to go back up. And then if you want to sell off part of it, that's fine. But to completely just bail on everything because, oh, there's no ETH rewards or there's not enough this, and that doesn't make sense. Now, on the flip side, I would love ETH rewards. I think that would be really cool. Um, Even if it's just, you know, you win five bucks in limited, like, that goes a long way. That's another card. That's another couple cards. You save it and it, it adds up to a bigger name star. So from that perspective, I think it would be really cool. But to say that it's like the end all be all, like this is how you fix it, just doesn't make sense. Because at the same time, I could win that Ether award and never put it into SoRare and just constantly cash it out every week. And at yeah. that point, SoRare is just putting money in my pocket and like it doesn't do anything. Not that anyone would, um, but like how you spend that money doesn't 
doesn't really change things. I, I would, but how hard is it when you get Ethan that account, you could withdraw it, but you just go, who I'm going shopping. Oh yeah. I would spend it immediately. But I, I mean, I just, I don't have the patience to be like, oh, I'm going to withdraw this or I'm going to save it up. That would be going towards, okay, who's a card that I want right now. And we're going for it. Like we're sending that offer saying, Hey, here's this card plus however much I have to make it work or whatever it is. And, and even then I don't, and even with selling out, I have no problem if people want to sell out. I have no problem if they want, if, cause I fully believe that there is a stage in your gallery where you can comfortably just churn rewards and then basically pay yourself out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to every week, obviously like you could still keep some on the platform in the ecosystem, but there's a time and this kind of solves the freaking about, about gallery valuation too. If you get to a point where you could have the discipline to be, Hey, I'm at a point where I'm break even things aren't too bad. They're not too high. Take a little bit off the table to the point where Take your risk off the table. Whatever you put in, slowly pay yourself that out. Now it doesn't matter what your gallery does because at the end of the day, you took all your risk off the table. You're playing with free money, baby. That's house money. At that point, I don't care if my card just went from $80 to $20 because at the end of the day, if you put that money into the platform to begin with, clearly you believe in this platform. Why is it that when things go bad and things are on sale, all of a sudden we're like, this game sucks. They don't know what they're doing. I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. Be like, bro, you should you should be buying right now. You should be taking a loan on the house to buy as many Lucas at a 75% discount. Like, God, be take responsibility for your own actions. There are ways yes. to do it. And look, I sell players that I don't want to sell all the time. Why? Because I know I'm going to look at it three weeks later and go, wow, I could have sold it up there. And I did it. And I just watched it go even lower than it was when I bought it. You're just... You're ruining your own mental health, man, because of these decisions. You chose not to do it. There's there's just so many things that can be done to just fix the sentiment. And, you know, I'm just I'm just going to keep going. I'm, I'm tripping. Got me hyped the other day when we were ranting. Now, I just like feel yeah. like keep, feel like just, just, just keep. I just want to keep going. Look, if you're going to sell out, why do you have to kick the door open and just break everything on your way out? If you're going to sell out, just leave. Just just go. Bye. See ya. Don't yeah. need you here. Go. Shoo. Bye. Woo. Gone. Like you don't have to. God, it just makes me mad because then you just make everybody else going like, oh my gosh, should I be upset about this? And then, oh, and then you start worrying. Then you start panic selling. And then yeah, we get the snowball effect. Which whatever, I'm buying the dip. Are you buying the dip? I'm buying the dip. Uh, I don't have any money in my account right now, so I'm not buying anything. Yeah, that's uh, why we need to eat thresholds, bro. Yeah, uh, otherwise I would. Um, I'm just I'm at a point in my gallery where I like the cards that I have. It's kind of working, and the cards that I want to sell are worth nothing at the moment so like i could sell them but it's like i'm not Same. selling seven cards to get 10 but like to be, make 10 like to get 10 dollars even and take a loss on all of them like i might as well just save them keep them in training stuff like there's there's ways to use them um i get to throw all my scrubs in u23 and watch me finish like five places from the like dead last so it, it's it's fun to do that but um no it's not i don't I, even like, want to talk about that right now because i'm so mad that's tough. If you if yeah. you want some positive news, Jalen Brunson is looking on track or excuse me on track to play tonight, uh, which is Ooh. huge because he uh, he was a late scratch on Monday or Tuesday whenever they last played, um, and I am actually on track if he as long as he plays well um, to win a reward and champ 
for limited, which I have not done in a very long time. So that, that feels very good to hopefully and potentially kind of get back on the board. So um, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, Brunson dropped 50 points and uh, you know, a couple of rebounds assists, maybe a little double, double action in there. Uh, so that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least, at least getting close to a reward with only four players at this moment just feels good to, even though it may not be a true win, it's it's kind of like a moral victory saying like, hey, I can still do this like with my lineup. And even though everything's down, like there's still something to be happy about. Yeah, well, I, in in perfect fashion, I am not winning a thing, not even common this week. It's, not even pick up everyone wins even, in common. <laughs> dude, yeah. You you can throw out five guys that aren't even in the league anymore and you still get a T5. Oh, dude, it's it's so bad. <laughs> I got I got I got plagued with injury. I bought Bought the dip. I bought. I bought me a Benedict Matherin. You know, mm-hmm. going getting some getting some highly rated rookies. He kind of came out hot and dwindled out as the season progressed. But I was like, you know what? Things are so cheap. Why not? I'm gonna want it anyway. But uh, yeah, he, he actually went out today. He he got hurt. So <laughs> talk about throwing money in a fire pit, which is actually. And that goes with the struggles of trying to prep early, even for next year, because the dip, it's enticing, right? We mm-hmm. we know from being in the so rare ecosystem, we know that end of the season, things kind of dwindle out, prices go down because there's just not as much utility it was. You know, you had 80 games of utility, you know, what is it, six months ago? I don't even, I don't know, time is a construct. But now we have like 20 games left. All of a sudden, there's not that much utility. Not really buying these guys, especially these low end guys. One of the things that I'm like more focused on, like even like going on the conversation of buying the dip, I'm buying quality there. That's another thing, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's things that you buy and you don't buy. Like, like last week I bought a Julius Randall. Why rate him highly. He's having a great season. Obviously the Knicks are looking to make a playoff push. Can they actually do it? Who knows? They might burn out, crash out, whatever, but he's super cheap and he's going to be in the league for a while. There's playoff implications. That's a buy. You have to be smart about it. It's one of those things. Yet yeah, buy the dip doesn't mean just throw money at everything. But I think if you have a strategy, you have a plan, you go in with an idea of what you want to do. There are some really, really big opportunities. and You don't even have to keep it. Sell it before the season starts. Sell the hype. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. But set yourself up in a situation where you're not going to look back and go, wow, this sucks. I hate everything. Yeah. And kind of like going off that, it's it's kind of a two-parted question, but mainly mainly carries into that. With us being this late in the season, I know obviously you lose the in-season XP boost um, once it flips over. And if you're buying a card just straight off the um, auction market, it's only starting at the five. You're not really getting that additional boost from other people. How much does buying a card now as opposed to waiting until next season play in, but especially kind of when you're looking at it with it being a down market, knowing that you're theoretically going to get a better price now on a guy compared to next season but at the same time if you wait until next season now you're getting that higher xp boost for next year because you haven't had enough time to properly build that back up mm. and, and ooh, that's that's another thing and i think that's another reason why i'm buying the dip because so i'm in my second year of playing so whether it be football nba whatever it is and so many things have changed where going into this last mls season Usually I care about low cereals and I've been very, you know, open about me just loving low cereals and I will wait for a good price on a low cereal. But going into MLS, the one thing I was paying a premium on players that had a higher XP percentage at the beginning of the season. I was paying for older cars that had seven, 
8, 9%. And I was willing to pay a premium for that because I knew it was going to give me a boost day one. And even then, so look at it this way. So right now you get the 5% boost per season. The car loses that. If you held the cars from the beginning of the NBA season to now into the off season to next season, by the time you accumulate that XP, you should have about like 10%. Losing that 5%, you're going right back to five. And all of a sudden you're still on an even playing field as everybody else buying the new season cards. So yes, it's a good idea to start buying now. But it, like I said, being selective with who with who you buy, right? You don't just want to go out and buy it. Like I'm not going out and buying Kelly Oubre Jr. right now because who knows where he's going to be next season? You know, they might get Wemby. Who's going to need a Kelly Oubre if you got Wemby, right? So, I mean, you always need a Kelly Oubre. Have you seen that man? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but still, it's Kelly Oubre, right? Yeah. Go buy a Brunson. Go buy a Luca. Yeah, buy stuff. Right now is the time to start thinking about quality over quantity. And that's another thing is, are we selling? Are you selling cards just to sell for the opportunity? Like if there's a pump right now and a guy that you know you don't really care about, are you just getting out of it if you can? Or are you just going to hold it for the XP at this point? If it's a guy that I know doesn't really fit the plan long term, and obviously things can change, but there, are, there's just there's guys that you know don't really fit. Excuse me, long term because either they're age or they're a free, a free agent. There's just there's you know their future's kind of up in the air. If it's one of those like a guy like that, I think absolutely sell them. Um, if it's a guy that's kind of younger in the league, so like I'll use Grant Williams as an example from the Boston Celtics, who is Rest due for a new contract next year, I believe. Um, I know that they're ongoing, you know, ongoing contract uh, negotiations, but he's a guy that's fairly young. I believe he's just playing off his rookie deal now, really starting to carve out a role within the Celtics rotation, even when they're fully healthy. Um, His prices, it's down compared to what I bought him at, but knowing that he's starting to kind of build out that role. And even if he doesn't return to Boston, wherever he goes, he's going to be a solid role player for whoever he goes to. I think with him, I'm going to keep him. Um, but if it's a guy on also on the Celtics, like Sam Hauser, who's just kind of a body at sometimes. And if people are hurt, he's okay. And, you know, there's a big spike, but other than that, if guys get injured and and he's starting in the lineup pretty soon, I'm flipping that immediately. Like, even if I'm not at the peak, like if I'm more kind of towards the bottom, like once I hit that point where I'm at least making money where it's at now, I'm flipping him. So yeah, it's, it's kind of all about the, the quantity or not the quantity, excuse me, the quality that I could have gone the complete wrong direction on that one. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's all about the quality of, and how you kind of want to focus on that as well. So um, you just, you have to be selective. It's, it's the same thing with buying cards. You have to be selective with what you're doing. If you're buying cards just to buy them, if you're buying guys for a short one-term week, their value is going to plummet as soon as that game week locks. So you can't turn around and complain that your market value is terrible based on what you paid in when you're paying 40 bucks for a card that's typically worth 12. It's like, hey, it's maybe it's not so rare. Maybe you just make bad decisions. Correct. Like it's it, it's it, it's drop. a little bit of both. Like, yes, there is stuff that could be better, but at the end of the day, you are the one per like pressing purchase. So rare is not adding cards into your I mean, rewards aside. So rare is not adding rewards and or cards into your account. They're not taking money out. You are the one that is purchasing these cards that is making the active decision to say, I'm gonna sell this guy now as opposed to waiting, or I'm going to wait instead of selling him now. And on the flip side, you're saying I'm going to buy him now for this one game week. Hopefully it works out. Or I know he's not going to do anything after this game week. So I'm just going to wait a week, wait till his price comes down, buy him then. So that way when it spikes, I'm way ahead of the curve. 
Yeah. And, and, and that's something that I've definitely been struggling with in the last like two weeks. Cause I know the end of the season and it, it does suck to like go through and go, okay, well, this guy's down, this guy's down. It's like, Ooh, that's way down. But I want to get off some of these guys too. I feel we're at the point where we've been through a season. We learned what worked. We didn't work. It was the wild West this year. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real. It's a new game. There was no fleshed out strategy. Things kind of ebbed and flowed. And then things started to change rotations, team structures, team ideas and plans started changing and it kind of threw a wrench and everything and everything is up in the air, but yeah, I'm sitting on a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to use now. Most likely definitely not going to use it next year too. So it's one of those things that, yeah, I want to get out of it, but at the same time, I don't want to sell for like a loss or like super low. And that's another thing you have to consider is things are so beat up right now that could it go down a little bit more? Yes. But if a card was selling at like 60, $70 and is that like, 10 11 dollars what's your risk your risk reward right now is okay what is it going to go to well, hopefully not zero because <laughs> i just think there's a lot more issues that, but then we have an issue but yeah. what do you do you're buying a 10 dollar card now it's worth like three four dollars like yeah it's gonna suck to look at that for a little bit but in the long run year one was cool but year two should technically be that much bigger and if you're holding you're buying something now to hold through the off season in hopes that you bought quality that price is going to pump leading into the next season because everyone's hype and going, oh, crap, there's not 5,000 of these. There's only 1,200 or however many they end up minting. Mm-hmm. And it's going to skyrocket. And guess what? You just trained it all off season, So now you have that massive XP boost. So those first couple of weeks before we get the new year mints, you are going to be way ahead of the game because you were proactive. You said, hey, I'm going to buy this now and sit on it for a few months because I know when the NBA comes back, I'm going to want to play again. I'm going to get that itch. And all of a sudden you're going to be chasing cards with like everybody else. And you're going to end up in the same situation you did last year where uh, you're just going to watch your coward valuations go down as the season progresses. So I think it's a great time to buy. Am I calling the bottom? No, but am I seeing prices that I'm like, Oh, that is really, really low. And even if we don't get all time highs next year, it doesn't matter because we, we, we know, we know where the high is. We know where it sits at. We know that anywhere from here to there, there's a really high chance that it could at least hit that again. We're not reaching for the moon. We just want a little piece of the pie. That's all. Yes. Just, just be smart. Just playing. And especially out. like with, with getting in early too. I mean, look, like just comparing it to baseball with how they handled XP in the off season. That's another um, thing. Some of these cards that I'm looking at, I want to say I only got them a month maybe a month and a half ago and they're already at two and a half percent they they completely wiped out the season boost um but they're already at two and a half percent and that's with like you can't do training lineups there's no boost that is just straight gaining xp at the end of each week so if you get a guy now i mean you may not be able to make it to that five percent mark to where you're at for next year but you're at least close enough where you're keeping it competitive and if you are able to make it where you're going to be above that five percent if you hold on to them all off season as opposed to selling off to you know go focus on baseball or go focus on football or whatever you're going to have a significant xp advantage on some of these guys especially if it's a car that you started with very early on this season where they're already at eight and a half nine percent I mean, you're going to be in a phenomenal position come week one next season. Yeah, and it's and it's a win-win. Like mm-hmm. I said, you either have that XP boost at the beginning of next season where you're automatically at an advantage, or right now you are holding an asset that looks way more enticing to a lot more people because of that high XP boost. If you have a card listed at the same price, one of them only has 5% and one of them has 9 
you're going to go with the nine. You're going to get that thing sold. All of a sudden, you're sitting in a really pretty place to go, hey, you want it? I got the XP, baby. What's up? So sprinkle a little sugar on top of that deal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you're good to go. And that's that's it, man. Just just play. And I honestly, and the a lot of the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because, like I said, the MLS season just started. I did this. This time last year, at the end of the MLS season, I was starting to buy a lot of stuff. Was it the ultimate bottom? No, a little bit after the season ended, it kind of went down a little bit more, but it was still kind of close to bottomish. And I've been selling things like crazy. Like everyone's calling for the death silver right now. I am having no problem selling football cards right now for the MLS at the beginning of the season because it's back. Realistically, yeah, it should be the same way with NBA. The only thing that's different, and this is something that I want to bring up because I don't look at baseball cards to save my life. I don't know what's going on over there. I can tell you anything, but one of the cases for starting to look at cards to buy right now and buying the dip now is that there's still liquidity in the NBA market right now. There are still people playing. There's people Mm -hmm. planning for playoffs. People are still, I mean, I'm sure there's still people on boring, don't really know what they're doing and they're kind of suckers and you might be able to get, you know, a bag off of them, but whatever. There's liquidity. At the end, when no one is looking at it in football, it's year round. Like you're constantly in the markets for football because if you're not playing, you know, America's you're playing European, whatever. There's none of that in basketball and there's none of that in baseball. I think you can attest and say that there is just no movement in the in the MLB market whatsoever. And I don't know if you guys have mentioned it here or I heard it on the soccer, the soccer in the states football or baseball show, is that it is really really hard to buy cards in the off season because either people don't want to sell or they're super overpriced in which you're just going to make it that much harder for yourself to get a good price thinking that, oh, I'm going to wait for the offseason and get some good deals. I think that that is the crowd mentality, and you need to be a step ahead of that. Mm -hmm. And you need to get in there before that drops off because then you're going to be struggling. What are you... Can you elaborate more on kind of what the MLB market is doing? Because, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't look at that whatsoever. Like, how hard is it to actually either sell something or even try to get something at a reasonable price without someone being an ass? It is impossible for both of those things. Now, now, part of that also is based on the cards that they're auctioning off right now. And I'm interested to see how they do it in basketball. So for baseball, a lot of the cards that they started auctioning off after the season were guys that were either out the entire year or late prospects that finally got called up in right before the season, they weren't going to start minting cards before the playoffs because they, it just, it didn't make sense. So the actual cards that are on the market right now, for the most part are not that great. Um, It's a lot of young guys or guys that you can just kind of randomly pick off. Now, every now and then you'll get that random, you know, bigger ish name that's up there. Um, But a lot of everyone's going after that. Exactly. And based on how slow that they're auctioning off cards, not just the, individual player but the space between the first auction of the day and the second one is it's it's a very long time i want to say it's four or five hours just off the top of my head but there's a lot of space between how slow they're auctioning off cards um so that's kind of impacting the market where people know hey if i own a card of a bigger name guy there's no shot that they're minting anymore so if anyone wants that one that's either got a low serial it's got the year one on it they want that extra xp boost that's it. Um, I think they're doing about two super rares per day and it's, it's, it's not great. Right. It's, it's very tough. Um, I sent out a couple offers and guys were like, weren't even countering. They were just flat out rejecting. And like, I was trying to compare their, their price based on what it was in September, October, when you're late in the season, it's, it's playoff baseball. 
there's still stuff going on. And they're like, no, I want four times that. And I'm like, you're just, you're not going to get that. Like, I get that there's no other cards out, but no one's paying four times for a card that they cannot use that is losing XP. And it's just, it's, it's a nightmare. So from the baseball side, there's really not a whole lot. Now, obviously on basketball, you're not getting prospects that are called up guys that have been out most of the year already have cards or are getting them once they come back. So what they do with the market and what they do with auctions in the off season is going to be very interesting because I truly have no clue if they're just going to kind of very slow it down and if they're going to halt it all together. But especially when you look at how few cards that they've minted based on the scarcity. So the fact that we're nowhere close to even halfway or in some of these instances, even a quarter of barely over 20%. Yeah. Right. Like, are they just going to keep pumping these things out for the entire off season to at least get close to halfway or anything like that? Well, I'm pretty Uh, sure I saw, I saw some tweets the other day that were saying that the auction market has already like really visibly just slowed down. It's already slowed down to the end of the season. And so it, it might be like baseball where it completely comes to a halt in I don't think people are really thinking about that or even really fitting that into their plan of scooping things up in the off season. And uh, it's, it's really, it's really something to think about. And I've been thinking about a lot, especially with baseball right around the corner. Have, have you Go ahead. I was like, just kind of like tying it back to, I know it's a little bit of a callback, but cards that you're not really using. So this is, this is a very outrageous idea and I'm, I'm happy to admit that. If I, I guess, what would be your thoughts on if Sower did a exchange program? So kind of like card swap, but you do it on the limited, you do it on rare, you do it on super rare, I guess probably not unique. Um, if you exchange, I don't know what the number is. I'm not sure if you exchange three for one or five for one where you're getting, you exchange three cards and it takes the average L10 of that or the average price. And it gives you a player that's a little bit less than the average. Or at least like maybe I get probably not less. That wouldn't make much sense. You'd have to get an upgrade. So if you exchange three guys with an average L10 of 15, whose price is $10, you're getting one guy whose L10 is 22, whose price is 20. So like you're getting somewhat of an upgrade, but you're also trading in cards. The cards that you're trading in, are you burning them? Is it like a kind of. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially it's like a burn. And then Sower is basically gifting you a reward in that sense. So it's it's kind of like a card swap in a way. Um, yeah. Or if SoRare wants to resell them, they can do that as well. Um, but it kind of gives more utility to those cards that you're not really using. But at the same time, I, I just I'm trying to think like there's got to be ways that people would find a way to finesse the system. And it's like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And now you're completely upgrading your gallery, which isn't really the focus. Um, I don't know. Just trying to think of something for, you know, more utility on these cards that, you know, you're never going to play and there's no value on it to even sell. No, there, there's a there's 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 validity to that because I've been thinking about this a lot because I, I actively played NFL Rainmakers on DraftKings this past season and right now they're doing a burn. Granted, their their scarcity levels are just all over the place. Like there was multiple sets within like card sets, like trading card sets, and like there was different min counts for each one and like a bunch of releases. So there was there was a couple thousand mints for these. And they were selling them in packs. So basically, what DraftKings is doing right now what they're burning is so there's burn tokens that you can buy off the marketplace that if you exchange like five core cards you could burn it for a card pack for next season so you get 23 23 cards for it so you burn five old cards 
and then you get a you get a booster pack for when the new season comes out with the new cards that you can use for next season, which is cool because it gets rid of some scare it gets rid of some supply from the older stuff with the newer stuff, drives scarcity a little bit, makes those a little bit more rare. And my my like NFT web three thinking is like, well, I j- I want the first year cards because they're gonna be worth more down the road because they're the first ones and you know, first mover, yada yada yada. And that thought is too. And I like the idea, especially now that Sober is doing the year one editions and you know the release editions for the prem and stuff like that. I think burning would be great for that because you're just dwindling down the amount that are actually out there. They all didn't get minted. So it's already low scarcity at that point. You have this cool badge that you're only going to have once. And all of a sudden people just burn those. Cause some people don't care. Some people don't care about that. They're like, Whoa, I want the cool shiny card for next year. And they're going to go ahead and burn those. I think there's, you have to do it right though. Mm-hmm. I think there is a way there is a world where so rare could but at the same time, it's one of those things where, okay, so Paolo Bancaro, he got 1,000. Let's let's go and even 1,000 cards minted this year, right? He plays for the league for 20 years. That's 20,000 so rare cards. In the the history of the game or whatever, right? Just basing mm-hmm. it at 1,000. That's 20,000 people that can play a Paolo Bancaro. If we want so rare to get or the reach one the guy likes, can play 20,000 stuff. Got to stay yes. on your toes. Hey, 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 if you're away, hey, man, you got you to gotta get rid of the competition, right? Hey, hey, nobody has Palo Bancaro. Ain't nobody winning with Palo Bancaro, right? But <laughs> it's one of those things where, uh, see, I lost my train of thought. Either way. Ah, shit. Uh, here, we, here we go. 20,000 people, right? If the game gets to where we want it to be, where it's like the likes of FIFA and NBA 2K and stuff like that, where there's millions of people playing this, 20,000 Bancaros ain't nothing. And people will pay top dollar if Palo Bancaro is putting up 60, 70 so rare points a night and there's only 20,000 of these things. It's one of those things where it's, it's a lot of give and take. And I think that's the issue. That's one of the big issues with just the negativity right now is that everybody is just so short-minded. They are so just mm-hmm. now and they want direct results and they want to be a millionaire overnight and they just want to quit their day job and just play so rare all day. And it is not like that. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow. It's a marathon, not a race. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're fine. Just you, you gotta think long term. And yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's kind of a crazy idea, but I do agree. It it's something that has to be done correct. Like it can't be something that they launch and then it's like, oh, we're actually gonna change it because then that just causes even bigger problems. Now, how they would be able to test it, I have no clue. I don't know if it's they just create a simulator that they have a select number of people try and you go from there. Um, but I, I do think that if it's done correct, it's something that could be good. Um, Cause it just, it keeps more people involved in, you know, in the game, they're getting new cards. You have that potential chance of getting Apollo Banker or one of your favorite players or someone from your favorite team or, you know, anything like that. So it's, it's something that I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, that would be awesome. If it does, if it does, please credit me on that, but I'm not expecting it to happen. So um, I don't know. It's just, it's something that I kind of just randomly thought of and was like, just wanted to get your opinion on it. So no, um, I'm not, I'm not against burning. I can see, I can see, I can see the pros and cons kind of because you bring in the scarcity thing. And if everyone just burns all these moments, like if everybody burns LeBron's the price of that LeBron, if everybody burns Lucas, the price of having a Luca would skyrocket, making it completely unattainable for the normal person. And then all of a sudden, nobody wants to play your game because it's the prices is just too ridiculous. So I think there is a danger to the burning aspect. I think it's cool though. Like if at the end of the season, in the off season, they were like, "Hey, 
the superstar one suit one or two superstar or let's let's do one one superstar per each team you know they're getting a special card with a special design it's within the mint count of that year so it's within the five thousand but if you burn let's go back to the palo bancaro thing if you burn a palo bancaro with four other magic players then you get this special edition palo bancaro and they do it that way then okay that actually that sounds sick hey silver that sounds very it does actually sounds i mean i'm all in on that yeah like dude you just get a zach levine if you trade in a zach levine some bulls like you just get a special edition like that would be sick you'd be like whoa of course i want this special edition card for my team that i love again still burning you're still giving something that's satisfying enough while still kind of i guess replacing the scarcity so it's not like too too bad like you're still burning a palo and you're still burning the other magic players but nobody really wants those players anyway so who cares right right i'll say it there has to be some sort of and maybe it's not a tier but i mean i maybe it would be a tier but not like your like traditional like tier one tier two tier three where for every play like we'll call it every two lucas that get burned one is given out as a reward so that way, like, it's still possible that they are giving those out, or even if it's a straight one for one, depending on the player. Like, if you pick the top 10 guys, and those are guys that if you swap one of them, someone else who swaps like a similar player is going to get that. So that way, it's keeping them in circulation. Cause I do agree, like, if everyone's swapping Luca or everyone's burning Luca, if you own one, no one else is going to be able to afford that. Or if they are, then they're like completely overpaying it. And it's not great on like the user side. So um, there's a lot of stuff to kind of figure out with it, which is why I don't really think it's going to happen. Um, but it's just, it's kind of a fun idea, especially given now that I know that they do it on Rainmakers and, and other things like that. Um, and even just, you know, granted it's on the common side, but you already have common swaps. Like if I want to swap a LeBron James, like that's fine with like, Sower has no problem with that. They're going to give me someone that's similar value. Now, whether that's, it's a dollar more, it's a little bit less. Oh, we hope. Who knows, but I guess, yeah, like when you're burning multiple cards is that's kind of where it gets a little tricky. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that I think about often. Uh, I don't, I don't know all the data behind it. I know top shot that, well, they have to burn top shot probably needs to burn more. Like they, they need to like double, triple burn, whatever they got going on over there. But it's no, it's, it's, it's something that's valid. It's something to think about. I think it's too early to even think about kind of, that kind of stuff. Like I could see it in places like Top Shot and Rainmakers where their mint counts are way, way higher. And I mean, it might work better for them. It Mike Sower might be right. They might be right. It's, it's still too early to tell. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know Mike Zakarian says it all the time is like, do what you're good at, stay in your lane, focus on what you got. And then down the road, we can work on challenges and all this other crap. But for now, it's focused on this game. We have the scarcity that we're not getting to. That's another thing. We're not getting the full scarcities ever. We're I don't think close. And we're nowhere close. It's going to be fine. But with the off season, and I know I keep bringing up the MLS and baseball, but that's the other two sports we got. And the NBA season is coming to an end. I was thinking about this today. Is Do you think that baseball is going to be a lot more hype at the beginning of the season, because NBA is going to be over. The people that have the itch are going to need to go somewhere. Americans don't really like soccer that much. I feel like they're more inclined to go to baseball than they are to football when the NBA is over. What do you think about that? Is that a hot take? In some sense, I agree. Um, there's been no hype around baseball, though, and and this is something kind of more on the, the baseball side than basketball, but the fact that the world baseball classic is going on right now and so didn't do anything about it is 
a little disappointing. Uh, maybe they're saving something for for bracket play, but that like that's how you get people excited about baseball. It's spring training right now. Like the season starts in a month, and there is no hype around it. The market is essentially dead right now. We have no clue when they're releasing the new cards. We have no clue about anything. And this was your chance to say, hey, if you already own these cards, like you can use them. Like it's just, it doesn't make sense why there wasn't anything surrounding it, given the fact that we are a month away from the start of the season. And with all like the negativity going around on on Twitter and social media and, and all that, like this was a great opportunity to try and say, hey, like we are committed to this product. We know the market on the baseball side is down. Here's a way to kind of bump it up or anything like that. So from that sense, it's disappointing. I mean, I just, baseball is also a very tough sport in in America, I feel like to be a fan of. Like I am, I I grew up playing it. So like, I love it. There's people that also haven't played, but kind of became a fan of it. But there's also people like yourself who just aren't into it. And you're kind of more on the soccer side. You'd rather focus on MLS. You'd rather focus on Premier League, like and which I guess Premier League won't be on in the summer. But like there, there are other soccer leagues that you can watch and people can focus on. So I, I think it's probably fairly close to an even split between the amount of people that would focus on baseball um, compared to the people that would focus on on the football side, but then you also are going to have the people who are strictly bait or basketball fans and right. aren't going to touch For their sure. gallery. They're just going to sit on it. They're you know maybe they dabble in baseball commons. Maybe they do the soccer or their football drafts. Like you play with commons, but that's that's really all they're going to do. So, but they're addicted. I feel like it's probably yeah. I, I feel like it's probably going to be close to an even split across those three. And I could just be completely wrong because there's just there's no data on this. But when you're comparing baseball, basketball, and, and soccer, like in the United States, like it's there's going to be I feel like a somewhat even split because there's people that just flat out refuse to watch baseball, and there's people like, that matter, refuse to watch soccer, especially correct. like <laughs> there it, it goes both ways. So like you're gonna have kind of that true. even split like. They're both you know, the maybe someone watches world. soccer, but they won't watch baseball or maybe someone watches baseball. But like it, it's I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens, though. I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope people invest that into the other sports and it keeps the platform growing. I hope people don't just sit on their cards and then there's nothing to do. But um, yeah, I mean, go out and, you know, dabble in baseball, dabble in soccer. It feels like, you know, it's somewhat cheap to get um, a good limited team out there, especially with all the different competitions and um, and things like that. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. One thing, and it, and it kind of, just, I hate that. I hate that. I'm thinking so much about baseball. Uh, <laughs> when you brought up the world baseball classic, it was like all silver had to do was go, Hey, we know there's baseball on right now. Obviously not, not every person that plays in the classic is like in the MLB, right? Like it's players from all right. over the world, like different leagues. Why didn't they go, Hey, there's this classic going on right now to celebrate that any player in the MLB that already has a card on the platform, we're going to run a special happy hour auction where they're just going to auction off a bunch of them and get people going, Hey, the market's back. And all of a sudden you're going and buying these guys that, yeah, you can't use them right now, but it's like, Hey, we're aware that these players are playing basketball, ba- basketball, baseball. Again, we're aware <laughs> that the season is around the corner. Hey, here's a special auction party where we're just going to auction a bunch of these players that are playing right now. So, Hey, you might not be able to play them, but you're excited that you just got this new MLB card and you're probably going to go watch the class and go, dang, I can't wait for the season to start. And then the gears are going to start turning and all of a sudden the hype starts and then the prices go up and you don't sell and then they go down and all of a sudden you're upset again. Ain't no party like an auction party. There it is. <laughs> ah! Yeah, I mean, it's, 
it, it's not the end of the world that there wasn't anything. I just, I mainly think it was a missed opportunity to build the hype, especially because it is like, like Great Britain has a team. No one thinks of Great Britain when you talk about baseball, but they have guys that want to represent the country that are playing overseas that are now getting a chance to play against a Mike Trout, against Aaron Judge, Paul Goldschmidt, like against these huge name guys that are on TV night in and night out. And it just it builds that excitement, not only within the United States, but worldwide. And by no means is it close to the World Cup. So I don't want people to think that that I'm comparing it. But in a way, it's similar where you're getting no one cares about FIBA either. Yeah, now the the FIBA World Cup is atrocious. Like that's just a mess. I'll watch the USA games if they're on, and I'm not doing anything. But I'm not dying to like care about it. But on the flip side, like the World Baseball Classic, I will watch every USA game no matter what time it's on. The World Cup for soccer, I will watch every USA game regard like regardless of the time. I'll watch whatever game I can. So you have that opportunity to grow the game, and to then also on the flip side grow the platform because you can say, hey, while you're watching this. Come play this, come play this free to play game with these, you know, with common cards. You can watch the guys on T on TV. When the competition's over, you get a collectible card, kind of like what they did for the World Cup with the the national team series, I think it was called. Yep. Uh, so there's just like there's an opportunity there that to completely grow the game, the fandom, just also the platform that was completely missed. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think we've learned that uh so rare sometimes where they can deliver really, really good stuff, sometimes they uh under deliver or fail to communicate things at a proper in a proper timetable that isn't like questionable. Like y'all got some red flags. All right. You're that you're that you're that ex that we all want to block, but we just lurk their, you know, socials anyway. It's just it's it's so so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, but uh <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> anyway, whoo, this show's getting off the rails. Uh, dude, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't swapped anything. Mainly because the market's been down. Mainly because I forgot who I keep swapping. Mainly because between being sick and having guests, and it's just weird to do swaps with guests. And I don't, I don't know. We're here. But hey, hey, let's do hey. some swap. Where are you at? Because you, you swap, you texted me, I didn't pay attention, I ignored it. I don't even know where you're at. Did you swap again? I don't, I don't know. Where are you at? Yeah, so I've uh, I've been keeping track with it. Um, I know we haven't done it on air, but I've kind of just been been okay. following along. Just to all see I care about is where the progress is. Yeah, um, I had Anthony Lamb um, for Golden State, and I I he was the card that I picked at first. Or actually, first it was who was the Kings guy that I had. Metu, I think. Yes. I Metu. swapped Metu for Lamb because I think Steph was out. There was some other injury. So I was like, I'll take Lamb just kind of on a spot start. And it it worked. So I, I upgraded from Lamb. I went to, shoot, who was the guy? See, I, I told you, you'd be doing all these swaps. I don't want to have to scroll through my, my text to find it here real quick. But I'm going to have to call um, the IRS, be like, this man's evading the swap tax. How do I find this? All of a sudden, not claiming all your taxes, brother. All right. Well, uh-huh. well all right. It was so I had Anthony Lamb, and then from here, this is the most recent one because I've stuck with him since. It was Anthony Lamb to Keita Bates Diop from San Antonio, who like is just flat out Mister Consistent right now. I haven't used him in a lineup because I'm looking at his last scores now. Um, I don't think he scored above or below his L10 by more than two points. Like mm-hmm. his L10 right now is 24. His last couple games, okay. 
sorry, he had 22, 34, 23, 20, 28, 23, 27, 23. So like it's right at that L10, which is good kind of at the back end of the lineup, but not great if you're trying to actually win something. So um, I keep trying to flip him, but there's really no one super consistent or that L10 is going to drop. So I've kind of just been hanging on, especially because the Spurs are awful and he's very young. So they may just start throwing him out there for, for 30 minutes a night. So um, that's where I'm at right now. And I feel very comfortable given from where we started. Um, no disrespected my boy, Dale and Terry, but coming from Dale and Terry to Bates D feels very nice. Cause uh, there were, there were some dark times there when I was picking guys that had played 15 minutes in the last week. Hey, but you know what? The bulls just don't know what to do on offense sometimes. So they throw, you know, they throw our boy Dale and Terry out there for like 20 so rear points. Very, very hard to guess when that's going to happen. But but when it hits, but when it hits, when it hits, that boy, L10 it of hit. three looks phenomenal. It'd be making that training lineup look good. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that Dale and Terry limited stay in training, boy. I, I actually I, th- I, th- I think I threw him. I actually did get one. I don't think I won anything, but I think it was like an underdog or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm throwing my boy Dale and Terry in there. I remember and, you texted me about uh, that. Yeah, that was, it was one of those nice. games when he hit like 2025. It was like, woo, still didn't win anything, but woo. Uh, as far as my swap, I've been sitting on Trey Lyles for a couple of weeks until today. I didn't realize who I had in L18. Oh, I actually got some good ones here that uh, I really don't know which way I want to go with. Uh, I got Josh Green from Dallas. I got Corey Kispert from the Wizards. I got Paul nice. Reed from the Sixers. Caleb Martin for the Heat. And then Thomas Bryan for Denver. It's a little wishy-washy. Luca's out hurt again. Josh Green can get a little bit more run in minutes. Uh, don't really know how long Luke is going to be out, but they're kind of a dumpster fire in their own right now. Uh, Corey Kispert, the Wizards could be a good play. Could not. He's actually, his last score is 24, 13, 20, 21 for an L16. Not too shabby. Obviously you want a little bit more ceiling on that, but he's a guy. Uh, Paul Reed, Paul Reed season, baby. He'd be stepping in for the Sixers all the time. Wow, he banged a 44 games ago, which is kind of nice. But uh, Ooh. yeah, L13. But, you know, not his bad, minute, his bad. minutes are going to be inconsistent because he's kind of deep on that bench. Caleb Martin, another kind of sneaky play on the Heat. Uh, the Heat just always feel to be injured or always rotate or something like that. Uh, he actually just banged a 35. Uh, I actually might go Caleb Martin, actually. Oh, and they play the Cavs and the Magic coming up on the 11th. So that's this that's weekend. That's a very good matchup. Yeah. So... He'll, he'll probably get a good re- okay yeah we're going actually we're actually going to go Caleb Martin for the heat here he's also L21 over in L18 so it's a little bit bump up uh not so much the Cavs but on a back-to-back with the magic magic are a little tragic right now tragic, but... tragic magic no it's the Orlando tragic baby get it right Ooh. yeah okay yeah grow grow up in these parts Orlando tragic is what we've called the team for the last too many years <laughs> Ooh, but that's over uh, finally uh yeah, I'm gonna go with Caleb Martin. Gonna get a little nice. bump in the uh, bump in the L10, and uh, hopefully get a nice little run in the weekend for next. I might have to do a swap early. I don't know if I remember. Mm. I won't. Mm. But my guy, is there anything else you would like to say while you flying high on a kite? Real quick, I uh, I did not swap. Right, I didn't select my swap just yet. So I, I selected Bates Diop just to kind of go back to it. Um, I, I kind of forgot that the Spurs are starting to actually get a little bit healthy again. They had a couple guys that have been out for quite some time. So he's been getting some extra run. Um, so probably a good idea for me to flip this while I can. Um, I really don't like any of these options. Um, there's no one that's, that's consistent at least, um, for sober scoring, but, 
Um, it's Reggie Jackson, Drew Eubanks, Isaiah Jackson, Pat Connington, and Trendon Watford, Watford mm. from Portland, which every single time, because I select uh, Diop every day just to see if the cards change. Trendon Watford has been in the card swap for Bates Diop every single day. And I'm, I'm not even like exaggerating. Every single day he is an option. I feel like I have to just go with that. Like it's a sign from Sober saying like, it might, it might be making this same mistake. Like you gotta just go with it. You know, how many times um, do they have to throw it in your face before you listen? Yeah, out? like I'm, I'm, I'm torn between him and uh, and Reggie Jackson because Reggie Jackson completely took over as the the backup point guard in Denver from Christian Brown, which is disappointing because I bought really, Brown, but really, um, Brown kind of had a little bit of a minute there, but um, Brown yeah, was looking he's, up. He's yeah, completely dropped out, and it's it's been all Reggie Jackson as the backup. So. I mean, I don't hold in more bags. I love it. Just uh, stay away from Eubanks, though, because uh, Nurkic is on his way back. So to make that easier for you. All right, screw it. We're going Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, let's go. go. The the famous baseball player Reggie Jackson, burr, burr, burr. not the basketball player Reggie Jackson. Oh, dude, so. I bring up baseball one fucking time. And I was like, <laughs> All righty, my oh. guy. Well, this was actually fun. Well, I mean, they're all fun. But it's yeah, always fun. This, this was good. We got we got some things off our chest. Got some things off our mind. <sighs> good luck this game week. Uh, I don't. I've, man, I'm struggling so hard. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't. Dude, I'm like I'm like buying better players than I've probably had all season right now, and it's just it's not meshing. I don't know what it is. Whether I just put the wrong guys in the lineup or the guys that I think are gonna pop off don't pop off, and whatever, man. We're chilling. We're having fun. We're vibing. We're getting through it. We're setting lineups. I'm going to sweat my lineups for about an hour and then not win anything anyway, but it's okay because I love it. Whatever. Yeah. See you all next week. My favorite time of the week luck. is when I get to set my lineups just to not win anything and doing the same exact thing next week. But that's what we're here for. Woo! Gotta love it. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs>